G'day guys, Steve Smith here from Crane Safety Products and welcome to the very first episode of Behind the Hook. Today we chat with Matt Kingy Kingman from Kingy's Diesel Industries. Now Matt has come from humble beginnings as a 15 year old school ever with a passion for cranes and the heavy diesel industry. And over the past five years, Matt and his team have grown to now include two service centres, one on the Sunshine Coast and the other up in Gladstone. Of course, none of his achievements over the past five years would have been possible without his experienced, hard-working team that he employs right there up in beautiful Queensland. Now, with that said, let's get a look from behind Matty's hook. Hello. Hello. Matty Kingman. Hey, mate. How are you? Good, thanks, brother. Yourself? Pretty good, pretty good. Hey, mate. Uh, first of all, welcome to Behind the Hook. And uh, first cab off the rank, how does it feel? Mate, a bit nervous, to be honest, but it's um, <laughs> but it's good. Appreciate the uh, call up straight up, so it's good. Mate, uh, I wouldn't want an interview with the king to be any other way, hey? <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> that. I don't know about that. Hey, mate. <clears throat> You uh, you reside up there, up there in uh, in Queensland. Yeah, mate, uh, it's on the Sunshine Coast. On the sunny coast, mate. Yes. Terrible part of the world. Yes, it's pretty bad, but it's yeah. um, full of all the southerners at the minute. So it's mate, no you, different. You I guess. just leave us alone, mate. Hey? <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah, we're that's fine. It. We're fine. Yeah, I know. You're all right. You could learn a bit of culture, mate. You could learn a bit. Definitely, of I don't mind it at all. <laughs> More cranes are better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, Matty, uh, once again, uh, thanks for being a part of the uh, the first uh, interview, I'd per se, um, on Behind the Hook. Uh, so, tell us tell us a bit about yourself, mate. A bit about myself. I guess I'm uh, from a mechanical I guess uh, maintenance background so I started uh, my days I guess in the crane industry as a bit of a uh, as a dogman as a sort of work experience and um, I must have been 15 I forget what year maybe I mean I'm only 31 so I'm still a young pup of the game really but um, yeah I was introduced to it I guess yeah around 15 and I sort of got uh, a bit sick of I guess hanging off the end of a hook so to speak so I wanted to um, wanted to fix the cranes and, uh, yeah, I've luckily got a start and didn't finish school and sort of, yeah, rest is history, I guess. Geez, mate, as a, uh, as a 15-year-old greenhorn, you would have been pretty pie-eyed at the time when you yeah, when mate. started, mate. You know? Definitely. And uh, I guess the company I was working for was definitely um, pretty well known. So it was, um, yeah, definitely had a few rough heads around the joint. So, it was, yeah, it was good. Definitely, um, definitely matured me earlier than what I thought, so. Yeah, it would have been a quick learning curve, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so from a 15-year-old, uh, you moved, you know, uh, you moved on to, to, to where you are now. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about, uh, about that story, about, about the things you've learnt along the way. Well, I guess the things I've learnt along the way is always, um, well, yeah, going from, I guess, a the dogmen to being around the, I guess, the cranes and at the other end of the, I guess, spectrum, so to speak. Um, yeah, and then I sort of, obviously, you know, got signed off and 
then I really entered the real world where I probably had to think for myself, which was definitely daunting. Yeah. And um, I sort of, yeah, massive step, I think. But I think with a place where I did my trade was, was probably, you know, a really good spot to do it because you, you didn't really have a choice. So you sort of hit the ground running, which was a good thing. And then um, I sort of stepped away from the cranes for a little bit to, um, yeah, chase the earth moving and the, I guess the, the money, so to speak, in the, in the mining game. But I, um, I got a bit bored with that. So, and obviously working away a lot. So yeah, come back and um, formed, I guess, yeah, my, I guess, small business and yeah, She's still kicking along now, so which is good. Yeah, no, uh, I've seen you, seen you doing pretty, uh, pretty well, well for yourself, and and that uh, is reflective of of your brand as you, I suppose. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, and and you drive to, I suppose, always learn, uh, yeah, and sure. and to be better, you know, yeah, and to definitely. keep the customer happy, and 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 that's. That's crucial in my business. Does that does that play a role in yours? Yeah, massively. I th- I think that's probably. I think from a I guess a small business sort of degree, that's what sort of maybe separates you know guys like myself and you to the OEM as such. I guess we we have a bit more personal connection with with the customers. I think we're not just a, a sales rep as such or whatever. I mean, I'm not here to bag out OEMs or anything like that. So yeah, don't take it that way. But yeah, I think. As my personal thing, I, I like to sort of have a you know, not too friendly sort of connection with the client, but you know, just yeah, help them, you know. So you're not that bloke that just oh, oh ring and get that diesel fitter out here. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, for sure. You know, so it's it's Kingy. He's a great guy. Um, yeah, and 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 I suppose that's that's testament to not only to your work but your your customer service as well. Yeah, I mean, everyone everyone has their days, I guess so. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you can um, try your best all the time, and I mean, at the end of the day, that's all you can do. So, so uh, do you think that that sort of mentality has been installed in you from when you did work at uh, Walter Wright? Yeah, mate, I, I think so. Hey, like there was obviously a never, um, a never give up attitude there, I guess. So I think it was like my, my third day. Of actually, but you know, signing over to become an apprentice diesel fitter, and I, I had the boss come out to me, and he's like, "Right, oh mate, we're gonna drop you home, and you're gonna pack a bag. You're going out to, I think it was Millennium Coal Mine or something like that." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, well, I'm not. I can't really drive." And he's like, "No, don't worry about that. You'll be going out with one of the tradesmen." And obviously, I only packed for two days, man. I come back six <laughs> days later. So my um. Yeah, first night I sort of black snaked it as such in the sheets, and yeah, it was definitely a. A, a really you know learning curve but i mean yeah it was just installed from an early early age i guess to try and never give up and yeah i guess that's probably where i guess a bit a few of those traits has come from i guess so yeah yeah and, and like your guys obviously share the same sort of sort of opinion but yeah in my eyes it, it there's very few young youngins getting around now that that would take something on like that without any objection rather than going, well, well, okay. You know? Yeah. I sort of, um, well, I guess you're a bit, um, I don't know, like uh, my dad's, I guess in the, in the crane industry. So I, he didn't really get me the gig as such, but as, yeah, as I sort of told you earlier, like he's, um, 
you know, I kept hearing about the cranes and this and that. I was like, oh, that seemed all right. So, you know, I wanted to be involved, I guess, in the crane industry. And I guess, I guess the first year, I, you know, I just didn't want to, I guess, let him down and such really. And yeah, it yeah. was, um, and then I ended up in, enjoying it really. So and there, there is a little bit of romance with the industry, isn't it? You know, oh, yeah. uh, it's something it's, that you really do fall in love with. Uh, you either, I think, yeah, you either love it or you. Yeah, absolutely. Work out pretty quickly that it's not for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I have a lot of my mates, hey, and I say, "Oh, mate, you know, you want to come and do a bit of work?" They're like, "Nah, well, I'm good, thanks." Yeah, I stay well away. So yeah, that's right. So, what was the transition for you in regards to uh, first of all uh, swinging Spanish for somebody else, so to speak, to becoming a small business owner, like? Um, I know, I know for myself where I got to a point where I couldn't work for any other snapper head going, you know. Yeah, I just, I just couldn't put up with the expectation of uh, either a bad customer service or or b poor product representation. Uh, yeah, where you were in in my case uh, forced. Uh, to sell a product just to get your KPIs up that that wasn't fit for purpose or function. Um, and, and the transition for me was like, Oh, you beauty, you know, I, I can play golf every Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's been like uh, eight years now for myself. And, and, what, you, and you still haven't played a game of golf. Haven't no, touched him, mate. Haven't touched him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, my golf, my golfing style has been called wife golf. <laughs> yeah. 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 No good at fucking driving, but sensational <laughs> on the iron, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess, um, I guess for me, it was probably more of a, a oh, I guess maybe a maturing situation. Like I was obviously working away a lot and I, I've, yeah, obviously wanted to settle down. So, but yeah, coming from working for someone too, I guess, you know, yeah, I think I just, I definitely, you know, I had more pride in my work and obviously, mm. you know, workmanship and as you said, customer service and everything like, like that. So that drive I mean, to do it better and knowing that yeah, you can exactly. do it better. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you didn't have anyone to sort of, you know, obviously there's plenty of ways to skin a cat, but you didn't have anyone to tell you how to, you know, you had to do this job and you look over your corner and I mean, you know, over your shoulder and stuff like that. So yeah, it was, um, it was sort of something that I, you know, started, I guess, on the on the side, I guess, while I was still working away. And yeah. was, I sort of slowly transitioned it, I guess. Yeah. So I yeah. just pick up the one customer, which I think a lot of, you know, people who work even time rosters or, or whatever do. So, Hey, look, I, I did the same myself. I think at the yeah. time I was, I was, um, I, I was repping for the, for the big industrial suppliers around town. And, and I was also, you know, I looked like a drug dealer. I had two phones. Um, and eventually my personal phone or uh, my business phone was, was ringing more than uh, my yeah. industrial supply phone. And yeah. That to me, a lot like yourself, was, well, okay, let's, let's give it a crack. You know? Yeah. And I guess, on the, I guess on the Sunshine Coast, like that's where I, we obviously wanted to try and reside. So I've seen, I guess, a lot more, you know, cranes, smaller crane companies popping around. And, like, I, I sort of obviously knew for a fact that their cranes wouldn't be up to, you know, yeah. up to a, a standard that, you know, that 
they're probably breaking down a lot. So that's where I sort of I seen that as a little loophole, and I guess the mind started to pick back up again. I said, well, I'm going to do the opposite. Instead of going and chase the mines and the money, I'm going to, I'm going to tough it out for a little bit and um, hopefully see if I can um, come through with the bickies at the other end. So. Well, mate, you look like you uh, you seem to be doing a pretty good job up there, and you you got a, a pretty good uh, reputation. Uh, there's there's very few people that I that haven't heard of you. Um, yeah, which is which is good, which is testament to to what you do and and the yeah. operation you run there. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to try and obviously you know market it into the right category and stuff like that, which we probably haven't really done too much of. So. Yeah, but it's definitely something we um, might try and strive towards this year. So, I see. Uh, I see you got a branch up in uh, in Mackay these days. Yeah, yeah. So and how's that working out? It's good. It's more like a, obviously a satellite sort of ad hoc branch. I guess we just have one day, but we've got potential to you know get more. We're obviously supply and demand with work, so because yeah. we do service, I guess the the uh, mines a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, that's brilliant and stuff like that. So it's good. It's something that you know I can. Probably that's probably another big driver this year. We're going to try and push the uh, push the Mackay branch. So something you you having a win. That's good. That's great. Yeah, try and have a bit of a crack, I guess. Hey. Yeah, and that's it. I was man. one thing, I guess, when I when I when I started the business, I always said to myself, I was I was never you know going to go broke wondering. So. Well, that's right. That's right. <laughs> if, and you've got to have a big bag to go yeah. in business for yourself anyway. You yeah, know? for sure. Uh, uh, I myself, we're a single income family. I've just employed my wife into the business now, and and yeah. uh, and we're growing. But the scary thing is, is for us, is um, self improvement. And most of the profits that that we make, we pump back into new product. Yeah. Uh, and you know, um, we differentiate, differentiate uh, as such. Uh, as a business like where we can't put on apprentices as the like, uh, we put on on salesmen and stuff like that, and uh, and and we're close to putting on a couple of uh, state reps shortly, and um, we we uh, run a continual improvement sort of program that puts the life back into the business and. Um, and, and no doubt you, you do that through through employing local juniors, you know. Yeah, and, uh, through yeah. apprentices and stuff like that. Yeah, it is. Um, I guess it is. It is a little bit refreshing. I mean, I guess the apprentice I sort of took on board. He he called me, you know, one sort of Friday afternoon and said he wanted to be a, a diesel fitter. And I said, oh, I said diesel fitting's a little bit different to being a, a crane fitter, mate. So I bet you come <laughs> out and check it out first. So, but he. Yeah, you know, I guess a lot of the age, I mean, I'm still a young pup, but I guess I never thought, I didn't want to be one of these people who said this, but, you know, that the younger generation has definitely changed a lot this day. Like, I I wasn't expecting a phone call from someone, you know, and then he's offered, oh, mate, I'll come in tomorrow, you know, on a Saturday yeah. and see what it's all about. And I thought, oh, well, you know, that's something I sort of had to deal with, I guess, when I was a, a young fella, so. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, Put his yeah, neck out I, there and uh, he did, yeah. and offered so himself up. So he um yeah. he got a little he got a school based gig to start off with, obviously because we both had to test the waters for each other, and then um yeah went on from there. So good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> more importantly, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a couple of hard questions here. 
Right, I might. Let so. me, I'll just sit down first. <laughs> <laughs> you got your pants on for a change, huh? Mate, I, I do. I do. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what are the main changes you have seen in, say, recent history of the crane game that has been for the better, but probably also for the worse? Um, uh, this question. I'll ask every week, I'll ask every person and uh, uh, for the better or for the worst, maybe some operators can see uh, a different side to that. But yeah. uh, the changes that, that you've seen in recent history that, that probably impacts you uh, and your business the most, if not the industry. I think... Um... I think probably, well, it's always, a, I guess, a, a, a tough one. But, I mean, obviously in the day day and age these days, there's, there's no such real thing as common sense anymore. So I think there is a lot of, you know, a lot of safety products coming out that are obviously changing the game, which yeah. I, I believe is a good thing because at the end of the day, I mean, I know all the operators have a, have a bit of a whinge that, you know, they can't operate on six degrees or, or whatever and it locks this locks them out and that locks them out. But end of the day i mean as everyone goes home safe really that is the ultimate key of going to work so well well that's the end game isn't it yeah that's get, it i mean home to your young ones you know i've got yeah I've, I've got four of them and as much as they drive me crazy and i want to get to work and get off for yeah. a couple of days i also want to get back to them as well yeah so i think i think that and probably I don't know, being, I guess, around, I know, like, you know, probably a fair few dinosaurs of the, of the game, I guess they, um, I think it maybe should be treated more as a as a trade, I guess, that the crane industry with the operation side of it, you know, like you, you start as Definitely. a dogman, you, you work up to a rigger, you go to, you know, the front operator and then and then you yeah. sort of earn your stripes, I guess, as such. You, you don't go and do these five days and then you jump in a big 200-tonner, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. There's, there's no reason it, it shouldn't be like you say, uh, apprenticeship sort of run. Yeah, um, and especially when a lot of greenhorns you, you see, and, and the feedback that I've got from, from uh, various crane bodies is that, you know, uh, young fellow goes and does his ticket, and they throw him in the most difficult crane possible. Yeah, uh, the articulated pick and carry. Yeah, uh, and. I, I think a lot more education needs to be to be pointed at that. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, that and and the crane maintenance side of things too. Yeah, uh, definitely. The I, obviously the crane maintenance side of it is definitely a um, as you're probably well aware of. There's a lot of uh, grey areas in that. So I think that's something. If it could be streamlined, maybe you know, all through the industry, it would probably create a lot more clearer concept for owner operators or training organizations and, and everyone i guess so yeah yeah would you say that um if a uh, registry as such for say 10-year inspections was held by an independent say government-backed body um where everything was uh met to a standard would be a good thing I, I personally think so, yeah. I think, yeah, um, yeah. you know, if it's, you know, these this is a checklist and it doesn't meet the checklist and, it, you know, it sort of doesn't, it doesn't get ticked off. So I, yeah, um, yeah. 
and I think you you got to govern it by, you know, by the government obviously, because otherwise there's there's going to be a lot of discrepancies in it, and probably it's just going to create a price war, I guess, for a lot of a lot of people. So, yeah, look, it's um, as uh, like the national uh, vehicle. Heavy, heavy vehicle register, yeah. I heavy think. vehicle register has yeah. come across. Is that? Yeah. Um, it's not impossible. No. Uh, yes, it is a task and a half, but maybe something like that would probably best play out in the future um, for these major inspections. Oh, I think so because I mean, obviously, a big backbone of our uh, business is probably major inspections. But I mean, I'm not saying that's purely that we we have to do more work in major inspection inspections like. You know, there could be certain criteria that we currently do that you you don't have to do. You know, moving forward, should a you know a proper registry sort of open up and govern it. So definitely, definitely. My honest opinion is that I don't think our meters are, are utilised enough. You know, no. Uh, for the sake of uh, like winches, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. For winches, ten years old, but only got four hundred hours on it. Well, why would that need to be replaced? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a um, it's definitely a, a tough one, and you know, I guess it's like saying that your machine's only good for ten years old, really. But yeah, yeah, especially when it's such a big investment uh, from yeah. the mum and dad, the small business type uh, exactly. business owners, and it's hard in the pocket, you know. Um, for sure. You know, you got to have that crane uh, financially stable over over five years, and then making money for five years. Otherwise, five years. it's just not worth the time. Exactly. I mean, I don't know if it's, you know, if it bounces back to a, a manufacturer's thing too, I guess, like, you know, because what they recommend is, you know, I guess sort of gospel, but of course they're going to say that they're going to make a certain amount of money out of parts. So, yep. yep. But we'll look yeah. back at overheads and businesses to run as well. And, yeah, for know, sure. I just, think it's just a, like Ford and Holden do here on the yeah. road. It's going to be a um, ever-changing, well, ever-changing, I guess, topic that everyone is always going to somewhat mm. agree or disagree on. So, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's just hard. I mean, because you obviously you've probably seen it yourself. You go to some cranes where you know the the poor buggers can't afford any maintenance on it, and yeah, they're they're not far away from having a a major incident. So, mm. and and that's the thing. Once something goes wrong, it's all too late, isn't it? Exactly yeah. right. Exactly yeah. right. And yeah. I mean, touch wood, we haven't had too many major bad incidents since from, I guess, you know, maintenance stuff happened in the industry that's been proven so yet. So, yeah, it's just uh, going to be a what if, I think. That's it. That's it. So, <clears throat> what, is, uh, what does the great Matty Hingman do in downtime, mate? Mate, I try and enjoy a bit of, uh, a bit of surfing up on the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, um, bit of a time up there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Try and spend <laughs> a bit of time at the beach. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind a beer, but I'm um, currently off the beers for a couple of months. I haven't had a beer all year yet, so. Oh, we're going to have to terminate this interview. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I thought I'm too yeah. much of an honest bloke. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Yeah, I know. What a pussy. <laughs> but, um, no, it's good. I, I definitely needed to have a bit of a spell there, so. Yeah, mate. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going away forever. It's all right. I'll be back. 
Dan Murphy's I mean, closing I'm, the doors I'm, up there at BWF. Yeah, they're yeah, having yeah, a second look at the spreadsheets. Yeah. And meanwhile, Maddie's having fun, you know, yeah, eating tofu. What the fuck? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you ever want to cut your beer prices down, cut them off for a month, mate. They'll come back. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> so, nah, yeah, obviously trying to, yeah, spend a bit of time with the family and, um, yeah, play a bit of soccer still, I guess. So, it's um, yeah, try and keep pretty active and probably too busy, yeah. really. But, yeah. And the uh, uh, the wife and the little one, the uh, they keep you busy, mate. They keep you on your toes, eh? Mate, they do. They definitely do. So, between, um, yeah, between all those sort of, I guess, hobbies and, yeah, family life, it's definitely hard to try and keep a good balance and keep everyone happy, I guess, so. That's it. That's it, mate. You know, uh, the work-life balance everybody talks about. You know, I just, I, I'm yet to find find the secret. Yeah. But, uh, but it's all the hard work's all all worthwhile. Now that I've got a 12 year old son, he hardly wants to talk to me. So, you know, that, <laughs> yeah, that's less maintenance. But um, I enjoy being a thorn in his side. You yeah. Know, embarrassing him where I can. Yeah, you know? for sure. Typical dad stuff. Yeah, you got it, eh? Go away, dad. You're embarrassing me. Yeah, that's right. Don't tell me you love me when my mates are around. Yeah, that's it. That sort of thing. That's definitely it. um, Yeah, that's about probably all I really get up to, eh? But that's great, mate. You know, um, it's a a background of of, of passion um, and and the want to see uh, change. In the yeah. market, and and just uh, a general respect for the industry, it's it's quite healthy to see. Yeah, it is. Um, it is good because I mean, I've just you know cranes, I guess forklifts, EWPs, all that sort of ancillary type of gear. Is, I guess to a lot of in a lot of areas, are, you know, I've, I've forgotten about bits of gear. You know, so it well, mate, if it's um, uh, internal diesel combustion, you're all yeah. over it. Eh? <laughs> Don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe the boys, mate. Well, I spend a bit too much time in the office now, so. And what's what's uh, how how are you finding that change? Yeah, it's um, it's obviously it's it's oh, it is obviously still challenging. So it's um, my thing is you know I guess it's like trying to you know let go of a newborn to a certain degree of of the workshop because it's you know it's something that's earned me my bread and butter and butter and I sort of know it. I guess it is something that you've built. You've gone yeah. from yourself to one bloke. Exactly. So now you've I mean, got a couple of blokes working for you and a young yeah. fella and an yeah. apprentice. Yeah, exactly. So, and then, you know, you've got your away work and everyone sort of wants ad hoc labor here and there. And then you got old Joe Blows, you know, crane just broke down around the corner. So it's, um, it, yeah, it's definitely challenging. And my thing is, you know, trying to, I guess, put in a good couple of good systems, you know, so that they, um, but they still, I guess, so you can maybe have a, you know, a day off here and there and, you know, the business does still run, so. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what it's about. You know, you, at the end of the day, you can't keep everybody happy all the time. No. But you can do your fucking best to try. You sure and, can. you know, if you as a business leader, uh, like myself. Yeah. If you can, you can turn around and do the most, uh, simplest of tasks, you know, um, even if it's empty the bins while all the boys are out, yeah, um, you know, there's no excuse that they can't do it when it comes yeah. to their turn when the bins are full, you know, yeah, setting, exactly. that, setting that standard that 
you know, the standard you walk past is the standard you accept. And For sure. And, you know, um, it sounds like your boys are pretty much on that, you know. Yeah, they are. They're good. I mean, obviously, I've had, yeah, you know, I guess uh, give them a few stern talkings too, that's for sure. But they, um, <laughs> oh, I mean, especially being, a, a, you know, I'm probably younger than a, a lot of them too. So I, um, I don't like to growl too much. But, yeah, I just obviously like quality at the end of the day and yeah i get i guess coming from a, a mining background is a good thing to take out you know like it's you know they they have their workshop base clean and you know the job's not finished until the base clean all the tools are put away and you know they they do have their system spot on so yeah that's great because uh the difference between you and say uh the next diesel workshop or or the guys on site if your customer can't see that that value add like shit these boys look after their stuff or yeah or whatever it doesn't give them a reason to come back you exactly. know what i mean so your workshops your, your showroom yeah for sure and, i mean it's, uh, yeah it's forever yeah. um forever ongoing but it's just something you, you got to keep going you know so and, and just try and i guess grain into the employees so you know this is this is a pride of, you know, this, well, this is, yeah, show some pride in, I guess, in the company, you know, logo and, yeah. Exactly, um, exactly. It is. Well, final question for this afternoon would be, yeah. what would you change in the industry immediately that would have the best benefit for your business? What would I change in What the- would you change? So what really gets you going what really gives you the shits <laughs> you would change immediately tomorrow if you were say scott scomo mate I, I would probably change i know it's probably works in a lot of good things but i would probably change crane safes in the industry if i could oh yeah how so the, the green sticker i yep. guess um oh i mean i understand it's it's definitely it's it's worked really good but yeah, I guess just coming, you know, but I guess not everyone is, is from a crane background, so they, I guess, know the, know the equipment as such. But, yeah, I think if um, they could incorporate that more, I guess, fully across the board instead of turning it into, I guess, a, I don't know, a private organisation and somewhat yeah. of a maybe money scheme, I guess. I don't know, because you see a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't want don't to use it or and this and that, and it just, you know, people think that, because it's got to go on site, it, it needs a crane safe where it, some of them don't, you know, they don't. So, so you want to see it more as a, a a benchmark rather than a water buffalo club? Maybe, yeah, to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, get it away from a, yeah. And say quite possibly run from an independent third party that yeah, isn't sure. financially backed from a crane safe. Exactly, yeah. So then it's you know it doesn't become a, a money monetary sort of objective and so stuff like that. Would that create sort of like more transparency in sort of what you see? Like oh, so if you had a crane breakdown and the old girls just say you know you go to an AT twenty yeah. and at that age you could sort of expect you know uh, uh, the certain condition of the crane. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you, you you could turn up thinking, okay, well, you know, this is this is what I was expecting, rather than turning up and going, well, this is an absolute fucking shit fight. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess once you're around them long enough, you know the age of them and you you can probably rattle off 10 things that you you'll go to the machine and you'll definitely find. So, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's just people, I guess, experienced in the industry. But yeah, I guess a lot of people just, there's just so much confusion around, I guess, the green sticker and, you know, it's not, not the, not the private industry as such as, yeah, just this green sticker. And I mean, you know, I guess by the standards, you, you really only need to have it annually inspected by a competent person. So. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what you're saying there is probably more green sticker education. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, to a certain degree. I mean, I don't know whether it's good that it, if it comes or goes or whatever. Yeah, it's just, um, yeah, or maybe, yeah, I, I think, or maybe anyone who you know owns a certain amount of cranes can have their own, I guess, license as such for to have the green sticker. And it's like a, like maybe like an improved inspection scheme. Maybe I guess you know what yeah. I mean for like your yeah. Department of Transports or something. So yeah, well that's. Um... That's not a bad, a bad idea at all. Yeah, well, that's... sort of feedback um, from that on our on our Facebook page, and it's obviously a a, a topic for discussion. And it's obviously, you know, um, every operator, crane owner, and everybody that works in the industry will yeah will, either, will have a view on that. Oh, and, sure. And I, I mean, I think that that discussion topic is rather invaluable. Yeah, um, I mean. There goes me crane safe license if I was ever to get one anyway. But <laughs> sorry, Pat. <laughs> uh, look, I, I'm sure they'll see them. You, uh, you're favourable anyway. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, with the business that you've got and 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 the work that you put out, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, your reputation, like I said earlier, is 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 it's far exceeding um, over any sort of political sort of uh agenda that somebody might want to take on somebody's point of view <laughs> yeah no that's yeah that's that's probably the only thing i would get because obviously being a i guess a small uh business you know we definitely get get hit get hit up about it a lot so yeah yeah and you're being in the industry and and you'd be hit up from say safety guys on site and, and whatnot is that they oh, yeah they, they sure. turn to you to to be the expert yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, and well, you're, you're looking getting at operator. mixed messages, and yeah, uh, sure. or, or you're seeing mixed standards. Um, yeah. You can't really answer it to as such, I suppose. Uh, no, so, some, I can't. Yeah, yeah. No, this this will be a um, a good topic moving forward, and I'd like to I'd like to hear more from from the crane side side of things. Yeah, and, and see see what we can do. Definitely, but, yeah. definitely. Okay, Kingy. Well, thank you very much for being on behind the hook, and thank you for, for sharing your your brief history and uh, and what you do in the industry. And mate, we we wish you well, and thank you very much for sponsoring this episode. And interview not a worry, not a worry at all, mate. Thanks for having me on board. And um, yeah, I've definitely worn a nice little track in the in the front lawn, so <laughs> it's um, <laughs> it's good. Get me steps problem, up for the day. Yeah, so. that's it, mate. That's it. So yeah, once again. Thank you so much and uh, stay tuned, my friend. All right, mate. Thank you very much. Not a problem. Cheers, King. See you, mate. Bye. And before we go, we'd like to thank our major sponsor, Crane Safety Products. Thank you very much. And not to mention this week's patron, Kingies Diesel Industries. Love your work, fellas. Keep it up.
Cheers.